Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Yay, my love. Thank you, and thank you all for joining in as we settle in once again for this month's version of Sacred Sexuality. Each month, we're exploring discussion, meditation, dedication, awareness, opening up if you've got questions, call in, and yeah, this is a neat exploration on these topics of sexuality and consciousness that sometimes we feel a little shy about talking about or we feel like we can't for fear of repression or being judged. There's a lot of things that come in in this field of sexuality on the planet right now. And I know I personally feel it quite often. And so this is an invitation to be authentically who you are, give yourself permission to be who you are and honor and respect the world, yourself, the world around you with love and respect. So Being who we are doesn't mean we can beat up on other people or be mean or disrespectful, but it does mean we can be ah, just as respectful for ourselves in what we need and want as we are for others. And what I want to invite as we settle in a little bit for today is we're going to sink in, take a few breaths together, and really let ourselves be here now. So welcome yourself wherever you are, whether that's seated or lying down, standing, and let yourself take a breath. Take a breath to simply notice your body. Notice to for a moment being here in your body. Dropping your awareness deep into the belly, the pelvic bowl, the pelvic floor. Feeling the womb space, the deep creative center of our bodies. Regardless of how we express in gender, I'll invite, we all have a deep creative center in this deep base of the pelvis, I'm going to refer to it as womb. And beloved Mother Earth, help me to connect my womb to your womb. Help me to feel, be, and notice. Inviting that deep, present connection of my energetic being into my body. Ah, thank you, thank you, Mother. Thank you for allowing me ah, that space of resource and safety to say, yes, it's okay to be here now. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as I do, I feel my belly soften a bit. Oh, a bit of a warming 
widening. Mm, noticing. These are things that were so foreign to me for so many years. Zooming around at 99 miles an hour on top of all this. Mm, give yourself permission right here, right now. Drop in, down, wide. Be. A deep breath of gratitude filling the belly. Ah, thank you, thank you, Earth Mother, Divine Feminine. Thank you, thank you, Heaven, Sky, Father, Divine Masculine. Thank you. I invite my body to be a vessel for you to meet, to come together, to feel that connection of Shiva and Shakti, Masculine and Feminine within my body, union, with deep gratitude, taking a breath of gratitude for yourself, for taking time for you. And then release that. Open your eyes. Being in the moment. Thank you, thank you. I'm feeling myself in a very deep space, having sunk in with my own practice this morning in preparation for my day, my week, in preparation for this show, and getting some guidance. What is supposed to move through me today? And as I did, you know, having these sort of mental list of the possibilities of the things that I could talk about that have shown up lately, And frankly, in the deep space of this practice in which I dropped into my womb and opened my heart and my third eye and allowed them to connect as a way of connecting with the deep power of intuition and the deep power of opening to be the vessel for that guidance, which is powerful and um, sometimes for me scary. There's almost resistance to it. And but as I did it today, what came through as I asked for the radio show for this show is as a topic is energetic orgasm. And when that topic moved through, I was like, no, (laughs) I don't want to talk about that, (laughs) which is so funny because it's a wonderful topic, but there's this fear that I don't know how to articulate it, that it's not going to make any sense, that people aren't going to get what I'm trying to convey and misunderstand me in some way. And so there's this thing that rises up and it's not uncommon for me to notice this rising, which is why I'm speaking about it, that, that in this field, as I mentioned a moment ago, they're in the field of consciousness right now on the planet of our human awareness as we're opening so much is changing and opening and there's new possibilities constantly emerging. And, and in that there's also, um, the heaviness sort of bubbles to the surface because it's like ready to be, to return to love. You know, there's all of this old repression and ways in which we were held back from being able to speak our truth and not just held back, like that's such a, a tame phrase for what really the eons have done around our sexuality and um, in terms of repression. So when I'm saying repression, I'm meaning like times in the lineage of ancestral 
past in which the beings that identified as priestesses or were labeled as witches or were, you know, feeling the power of the connection with body and awareness and were actually hung or burned or stabbed or decapitated, like major ways of, of death, of, of not just being held back, not just feeling like someone's going to, you know, hate me, which is, you know, stuff shows up for me right now too, but literally like fear for life, fear for the, you know, mere safety, um, fear at a very deep level coming from those times in which this was very true. And I like to believe that happens a lot less now, you know, here in 2018 on this planet. And yet it does still happen. It is, there are people who um, find themselves in fear for life, for limb and um, for speaking their truth or being who they are. And that brings me great sadness to feel that we still have that emerging. And I am feeling called today to just speak around, it's so not okay. You know, letting ourselves claim who we are, be who we are, reconnect with our power. This is crucial. In fact, I believe the very crucial path of how we're moving as humanity on this planet, how we are, our very existence is dependent on our capacity to move through this and to meet it in the levels we need to meet it and to hold space for ourselves to feel safe and, and to, um, you know, hold what we need to be who we are. And there's going to be times when that means putting it out there and, and taking the risk, so to speak, of those who don't see it in the same way. But can I also hold open my, you know, so can I protect myself in a sense? Can I hold the space of what I need? But also, can I open my heart to love me and to love the essence of humanity that is naturally good and wonderful and invite all of the fear and the hate and the, and the things that reside on the surface of that to be transmuted, to shift, to like, we don't have to carry that anymore as a mode of operandi, you know, it doesn't have to run us. And it can be really hard. I know at times in my life where I've felt that fear or judgment when I've been in that place of putting others down to try to make me better. And I've seen me do that. And that like, it's, it's not the path. It's not the way it's, it's the fighting to see who can get on top. Doesn't work. It just, it just hurts even more. It just puts us more backwards in our whole way of thinking and in our whole development process. And, you know, so how can we meet it and learn from it and not, not ignore it, not shove away feelings of anger or um, fear, but instead meet them in our body, in the deep, deep, deep space of our body and our womb and invite the way in which we can learn from that energy, what is it is inviting for us to see? How can we meet it, unwind it, invite the space of feeling good, of feeling safe, to allow a transmutation, a transformation, so that the things that I held in my body 
as a child in self-protection in that way that I could make it through were true and helped me make it through. Great. And so then we, when we start to notice that that is true, instead of beating ourselves up for the sensations of tightness or discomfort or pain or dis-ease, we can now say, okay, thank you for holding me in the best way, body, that you knew how. And now we're in a different place. And now a new layer can be met and unwind. And I no longer have to carry the pain associated with these past actions. And I can find the freedom and the space <sighs> to be free of those places of holding. And that comes back actually to this topic of energetic orgasm that, hey, I am going to talk about, <clears throat> even though, you know, I'm finding myself um, struggling with what does that look like. So I'm going to speak to it in the best way that I know how. And that is just sharing my story, first of all around my first experience, one of my first experiences with what I'll call an energetic orgasm. And that's, imagine ah, I'm lying on the ground in the park, in the grass, I'm fully clothed, I'm on a picnic blanket, and oh, the air is kind of cool, yet warm, you know, warm and sunny, cool breeze. So a light layer of clothing is all I need. And I'm lying on my back and I'm breathing and I'm staring at the sky and I see the clouds sort of gently floating by. And I'm breathing deep into my belly and my pelvis and I'm feeling my body. And my breath carries me into a place of mmm, yum. Like I'm feeling a sense of opening in my pelvis and I'm remembering that what invited this is I had just moved through a really deep, raw, um, gritty place of tears and, you know, anger and some raw intensity, some sludgy stuff that I had danced with and moved with and invited to move and shift and leave and clear. And as I had moved that raw intensity, you know, now I had shifted and I'm lying in this space. It's an important precursor to the story because now as I'd moved that, the tears had moved, the emotion had had some space to let go, to be seen and felt, letting myself truly feel those feelings and not be afraid of feeling them, not shove them away or try to get out of them. Like, I'm not supposed to be feeling this. I shouldn't. I should shove it away and get all pretty and happy on the outside. No, like I had roared through some deep territory and now I'm lying and looking at the sky and hearing a bird. And there's a cardinal, female cardinal who's calling from my right and uh, I'm lying there and there's trees, trees off to the, to the kind of the, East, or it was like the south of me, roughly the south, and my feet were pointed south as I'm laying down, my head was pointed north. So roughly to the south, I'm meeting these trees. It's 
southwest-ish even is coming in. And as I'm meeting these trees, I see them. I'm breathing with them. They're not actually physically in contact with me. I'm lying on the ground that probably has better roots underneath me, but I'm on grass on the blanket looking at the trees. And one in particular, I see as a tree like, yes, ooh, oh. And I breathe into my belly and I allow the space to happen. And I invite the tree, thank you, oh, yes, please, tree, as I've held space and I call the spirit to open my sacred circle and say, yes, please hold me safely. Only beings of light are welcome here. And I ask for that guidance and protection in the way that I know deep in my heart. And then I invite the tree, yes, please penetrate me. Please come and meet me. And I invite the energy of the tree to come and meet me deeply inside my body. And as I feel the tree enter me through my yoni, through my central channel and up through into my heart and my body, and I'm breathing and I'm cycling with the tree. Now, mind you, the tree, again, it's many feet away. I'm not in physical contact with it. I'm fully clothed lying on a blanket. I'm not touching my body I'm breathing, I'm undulating, my pelvis is moving, I'm inviting, yes, please penetrate me, and I'm allowing, yes, please, and I receive the tree. And as we breathe together, as I feel and connect with this energy together, and I feel the pulsing in my body, and I work with my breath, and the sound, and the movement in my body, and the touch on my body is simply at my feet, I take off my shoes and press my thumbs into the into the soles of my feet and I'm pressing into the palms of my hands and I'm breathing and my body opens to feel these currents that are flowing through me and my arms and legs are lifted in a way that I call kind of like fiddler fern like this unfurling and lifted like seaweed deeply resiliently rooted on the deep ocean floor yet flowing and moving and I'm breathing in and the tree is penetrating me and I'm breathing and we're moving and I'm breathing and it's building and now we get to this place of cycling where it builds up through my breasts and nipples and out through my heart Ah, and then I get a little freaked out like whoa this is really big this feels quite orgasmic and I'm thinking I'm in a park is anybody going to see me and are they going to like yell at me? Right. And I'm kind of looking around and no one's really there and it's okay. And I breathe and I think, besides what am I doing? I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. I'm breathing and I'm feeling alive. Why is that a bad thing? And yet it shows up. Right. I, I feel this, this little hitch of fear. And so I, I notice it. I breathe with it. I trust the Valley. I let the space happen. Yes, please. Okay, thank you. And I let the space happen, and it and uh, and then the momentum that happens as we spiral down into the spaciousness, and the energy starts to make itself known again, and these currents are available. And I say yes, please, and I invite again, yes, please penetrate and enter me. And this energetics of the tree is meeting my body, and I'm again, flowing and breathing, and I feel my nipples light up, and I feel a sense of flow up through my body and out spraying through my heart, and as I'm building and building, and there's clenching in my pelvic floor, and I'm making a little bit of sound to the, to the extent that I felt safe to do out in the open park, I feel 
it build to the point, several cycles of this where I've kind of catch myself, oh no, what if, right? But I just keep opening and going, sweetie, let it. And then I like, what if I ejaculate? Because I'm, I'm feeling the edge of ejaculation, but what's going to, and I'm like, so what? Let your pants get wet. You know, it doesn't matter. I had a, I had a jacket I can tie around my waist. So nobody's going to see it. Doesn't matter. And so I let this happen. And because I could have stopped it at any point along this way, I could have so easily said, never mind, and closed my heart to this experience. Super simple to do that. I've done it. <laughs> but yet I let, I allowed, I allowed my experience and it built again. And I said, okay, yep, here we go. Let's see where this goes. Oh my gosh, I can't believe where this might go. And I'm feeling a physical body orgasm start to emerge. I'm literally starting to feel myself near the edge of orgasm. I'm still physically not touching my body at all. Other than, like I said, to my palms and my hands and the soles of my feet occasionally, but I'm not touching my genitals. I'm not touching breasts. I'm breathing and I'm moving and I'm opening to the energy with nature. And as I build, there's a lovely final exquisite, like woo, building of an orgasmic release where I open into this physical body, pelvic floor sensation, pulsing and energetic release and have this exquisite, energetic orgasm. And I do ejaculate. I ejaculate in sequences prior to the orgasm. I ejaculate a little through the orgasm, both of which are like delightful and amazing. And <clears throat> then I enjoy and I bask in the glow and I'm giggling a little and I feel a little shy. <clears throat> There's little waves of heat and embarrassment coming through my body because I'm like, I just did this in a park. I can't believe I just did this. And I'm like, it's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm being in pleasure. I'm being with the alive currents that are around us all the time. And this is the core of what had been with me for years in my awareness or when I was connecting with my sexuality and starting to recognize I wasn't the heterosexual that I had sort of lived in for years, but then bisexual felt too limiting because it had this impression of two as if there's only two genders, which was not, didn't feel right at the time, but I couldn't put words to it. And I finally came to the word omnisexual and this was the core of it. Omni, all, allowing myself to feel and connect with the vibrancy and aliveness of the planet, of the tree, of nature, of the sun. Yes, omnisexual. And yes, energetic orgasm being real and possible. And as I met this, this particular experience, not my very first one, I remember having ones prior to that, that, that when I was surprised like that it could even be possible this time I had a little bit of that awareness that it was it was very real and I could allow it to happen and it sort of gave me the encouragement to let it and this is what I mean by an energetic orgasm so we're going to take a short break ah, in just a moment as we feel and connect with like what is all that and we put some more words around it as we come back from a short break to explore what is this nature of orgasm what is this story i just shared let's explore in a moment mm-hmm. 
morning. You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Today is 2018, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. Now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. So energetic orgasm, right? So I, as I'm getting guidance today in my practice, and Spirit's like, that's your topic. And I'm like, really? How am I going to talk about this? This is how I'm going to talk about this. So you've heard the story of one of the experiences that I had that I'm naming energetic orgasm. Let's rewind for a moment and see what I even mean by orgasm. And as I'm, I'm literally in the final stages of writing my first book. So exciting. Oh my gosh, please come join me. Oh, I would be so honored. I am finding I can share some of these deeper stories in the deep space of when I'm met. And this deep space of when I'm met is this place on my Patreon page. So if you go to patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn, or if you just go to my website, leslieblackburn.com, you'll see a link. Join me there because that's where I'm posting sneak peeks of this book and co-creating, like getting, throwing some things out there. What are your thoughts and comments, you know, so you can be an interactive part if you want to be, or just enjoy all the the sharings there and um, rewards and things for signing up. But as I'm writing this book, I'm writing about orgasm and energetic orgasm and physical body orgasm and orgasms in general and ecstatic openings and awareness. And it's not, like what I got clear real fast was it's not just all of the juicy stuff, but it's the, remember at the beginning of the story with the tree, you know, as I'm starting to tell the story, I'm very quickly guided, like, don't forget the thing prior to that was the big, raw, intense tears. And I had opened and cleared some space from a raw emotional release place. That part can't be forgotten. We've got to be willing to meet all of the stuff of life, I believe, we're meeting, our bodies help guide us into meeting these places in which we hold information that might be just the best way we knew how as a body, as a system, all of our energetic bodies for years. And then maybe there's a place that opens up because a new resource happens, you know, a shift in, in our vibration, a new way in which we know something different, we can hold it differently in our field and now something that we held for years can let go. And that's what was happening. I've had this journey of reclaiming and reconnecting with my body, using my body, listening to my body with, as a spiritual compass, as a guide. Like what, in what ways can I listen, follow, and through that I'll open and allow to that ecstatic awareness, to those places of blissful possibility. But it's not just happy and bliss. And that's the biggest thing I invite. And the book goes into that. What is the old story? What is the... that needed to be cleared, that needed to have some space before that could happen. And to be clear, that's been a huge part of it. 
So as I've been writing about orgasm, the lead into that is what is the story of the way in which my body was holding on and stuck and tight and bound and shielded and numb and not feeling anything and not feeling good about in my skin and being the girl at the bar with the purses, I call it, because I did not dance. I did not move. I couldn't. I, I just refused to. And it wasn't until much later as that started to wiggle free and crack open that now, you know, I can claim and I still struggle with it, but I can claim, you know, I do have an ecstatic dance practice. I do have a way that I move and listen to my body, but there's still times where I'm like, no, I don't want to. I just want to curl up in a ball <laughs> and times that I honor that, too. So back to orgasm. As I'm writing about orgasm and as I'm holding space for that, what I realize is there's kind of how do we even define orgasm? And I'll invite, we define it, I'll define it in in kind of a general umbrella that says there's kind of two facets. There's the way we can define it physically. And, you know, kudos to Masters and Johnson's, the uh, Masters and Johnson's work. The, um, from the 50s and 60s, they were early pioneers into the realm of um, sexual research. And they came from a very mechanical perspective in many ways. So it was kind of like, let's measure the resp- respiration and heart rate and um, pelvic floor contractions and the nipples contracting and, and these sort of physical body indications of an orgasm. That's great. That's one facet. There's also what I would call energy body orgasms, um, or even before we talked about that, the, the way of defining them physically by those, you know, the way the respiration shifts and the heart rate changes and the pelvic floor contracts and the nipples, the nipple areoles contract and um, nipples get erect and then release. And so there's this definition from sort of a physical body anatomy, but there's also a definition from an energy body anatomy that I've resonated with from Kenneth Ray Stubbs' work, one of my teachers, Ray, he, at sexualshaman.com, he talks about orgasm is any event that manifests energy into this realm, into this dimension. And that's a really profound and wide way to look at orgasm. And it starts to widen orgasm into a place of, for me, a real sacred intent. Like, wow, if we're opening that space for energy to move and flow, we need to be really present and aware with what we're doing and how we're doing that and the context in which we're doing that and when we're sharing our bodies and how we're opening our bodies because it's a powerful powerful experience to open to energy in that way so those are the two sort of high level definitions that I use to sort of build a framework around then we have all of our bodies so you you know as I've said before we're an infinite being in finite form or we're an energetic being here in a physical body and that as an energetic being, we have energetic bodies. And different traditions will name them in different ways and number them in different ways. I like to think of we have multiple, you know, at a minimum. It's more than one energy body. That we have this many facets to our energy body, if you think of it that way. Ray would say we have 10 bodies as humans, and that four of them can experience orgasm. And I, um, my experience with that, is that the energy bodies, energy body orgasms have certain qualities to them. And I love how he describes them on this range from like really fucking explosive to like mystical cotton candy kind of experiences. And 
that a whole range, um, and they look different in different cases and, and such, and, and um, I let him describe that in his work. But in my experience, feeling those different qualities of energy bodies experiencing orgasms, they have, they have a different quality. What my experience is with this energetic orgasm that I described in the story is it was a physical body orgasm. Like it was as if I was experiencing the orgasms that my physical body knows, where my yoni was contracting, pelvic floor was contracting, I'm feeling the release of like energetic shift, you know, the building, that sort of cycle that I know to be a physical body orgasm was happening without touching my clitoris, without touching my yoni, without touching my nipples or my genitals or my pelvis in any way. So that to me, I call an energetic orgasm versus my energy bodies having an orgasm. And just those are the terms that I've used to help delineate as I describe them in this book. So the energetic orgasm to me it was it was even more like energy body organs were amazing and sometimes subtle and different like they had these different qualities to them a a different quality of an energy shift but to feel like it really hit me hard when I started to go oh my gosh like a physical the thing the type of orgasm I was somewhat familiar with that could happen without touch just kind of blew my mind and it's it started when that started to happen, it started to open my awareness that this is for real. You know, this was like, no lie, no kidding, Leslie, you, you, you can, this is possible. And it's something that I would have like laughed at, you know, or not even laughed at because that it, back decades ago, I would have more pouted like, well, if I'd read about it, you know, oh, I can't do that. So clearly either I'd scoff at it like, yeah, right the person who's writing about it doesn't know what they're talking about or I would pout like, well, I want to experience that and I can't and don't. So I just must be not capable. So I must not be good enough, you know, and all the story, what I would write around hearing these things. So as I share these stories and share these possibilities, the invitation isn't that you're doing anything wrong. It is, it's like, yes. And, and I know many people who've already experienced these experiences and I know many who haven't, and then what I invite is it's very possible. Um, if it's something that inspires you and you feel called to explore it, those who don't, that's okay. It's what I call yes and. Enjoy your sexuality however you're experiencing it. And can you open to possibilities if you feel called to? If you're fully alive and connected and happy and really engaged with your sexuality and and feel great about it awesome and if you feel like wow there might be something more i'd like to explore and then open your heart to new new ways and new ideas and that's what my intention with the book is that yes there's a way yes i've experienced one of those ways i'll share my story in that my way is only one way what's your way we all have a unique possibility of opening to whatever our pieces of the journey are. And it's nonlinear. It's not like some series of things have to open in your body in some pre-described way, but instead what's your set of body experiences holding in a way such that what, what needs to be met first for you, what needs to be met first for me. And it's going to be different. You know, I used to try to tackle thinking about my energy bodies. If we think of the, 
the chakra system, which is one way of naming the facet of our energy bodies that's somewhat familiar with a lot of people. I used to kind of think, oh, yeah, okay, so they're, they're in number order, you know, from the bottom to the top of our body. And so we should open the first one first and then the second one and then the third one. And, like, it's not a linear thing. Um, when I tried to kind of think of it that way or put it in this masculine analytical way of, of thinking and planning, you know, it serves some purpose, don't get me wrong. But there's also what's it like to let go of the linear way of thinking as we're meeting the body? and organically open to the energetics and listen to the body as the guide. So instead of your head saying, this is what needs to happen or shift or open or change in my body, this is where I'm stuck or this is what I need to do to, to go, okay, that, that might be useful information to have as a one variable, as, as a piece of information. But to let it sit to the background with that level, you know, instead of it taking control and charge, like, oh, that's the only way. That must be what it is. And then sort of brute forcing our way into running our body. I say this because I did this. <laughs> running my body for years was what I did. Of course, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And I'm going to run it. And I'm going to go do this. And I'm going to go do Ironman triathlons twice. And I'm going to do marathons, you know, nine, ten times. I'm going to do all sorts of other races. And these were over the course of over a decade um, how I ran my body. And that wasn't listening to my body. That was my rational self telling it what to do. And again, that wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. I liked doing it. Um, I got a lot out of it. I really learned things like how really if I put my mind to it, I can do anything. And that's an empowering thing to learn. And I did it in such a way that my body really screamed. And I had a lot of injuries and a lot of um, ways in which body was saying we need a shift I'm like no 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 we can't we can't be weak we have to keep going so taking our head information our mind our rational thought and just going okay yes that's one bit of information and then also ah, slow down feel and listen acknowledge the body what is ready to be met what wants to be revealed in some of the powerful work that's been woven into my practice for years now was biodynamic cranial sacral therapy, which I did a three year intensive foundational training. And I'll offer these sessions, biodynamic cranial sacral sessions, which you can also book those at my website. Um, they're, they're fantastic. The work is amazing. The work is very much about can we let our bodies be heard and let what the work calls the inherent treatment plan come to the surface. And in other words, me as the practitioner at the table, I might have some idea based on things you've told me around what we might want to meet in the body. And that's useful information as long as it takes its appropriate place at the sidelines to be a, a piece of input. But can we also listen deeply to what the body, the system is having to say so that it reveals what's ready. Because guess what? We might think we're supposed to be working with this part of the body when this other part of the body is the one going, no, here's first. Or this part of the system needs to find its place of ease and balance before this other part of the system can even be resourced in a way to allow whatever it's carrying to be 
heard and unwound or seen. So this is really profound work that carries through, I believe, into all of life and carries through very strongly into sacred sexuality, that the nature of can we listen to our energy, can we allow it, is so different than the way that we often do, which is drive it, force it, fight it, you know, or with sex energy in particular, sometimes one of two things can happen. We can either be overwhelmed by like what I call sex drive. So there's this intense sexual energy and it's with us all the time and we have to quote, release it to feel relaxed or whatever that is. Or the other end of that spectrum is not feeling that drive and assuming that we just aren't sexual beings. And what I call the other end of the spectrum is sometimes even if our quote drive is feeling low, if that feels like something we want to meet and shift, because some people just choose not to meet that sexual energy and that's fine. That totally feels great for them. And they may identify even as asexual and that's totally honored. And those who are feeling a little low in sexual libido, quote libido or drive, but they know, like, no, I, I want to feel sexual energy, that there's another end of the spectrum, what I call sex ah, that sometimes driving for it or driving after it has caused some strife. And maybe what we need is some space instead. And can we allow the, ooh, the body, the system to soften, relax, open, allow, to allow the parasympathetic nervous system to come online and say, bring its juicy message of yes, peace, rest, digest, and open the deep space of the pelvic terrain that says, yeah, energy can move here. And that that is just as valuable, just as important as that drive piece. So it depends on where we're at on the spectrum or what our choices are around how we might balance both and bring them both in or give ourselves permission to not drive so hard. And that that doesn't mean it's gone. It just means, it just means we can cultivate it from a, from another, there's a, there's a back door. There's another way into our sexual energy. That's not just about overt drive and libido and horniness. And that's a really valuable awareness to have for all of us in all genders and especially those in female bodies or those in bodies that are in the receptive mode, no matter how we express in gender, that often the penetrator is in that drive place a little more easily than the receptor. And the receptor, and and I invite, it's very profound to come and recognize the need for the slow, soft, gentle cultivation to allow that water to come to a boil versus the penetrator, which is often right in fire, which is, you know, hot right away. And, but once water comes to a boil, ooh, yummy. That water stays hot for a long time. There's a lot of energy contained in that that is a long, wide, sensual possibilities, whereas fire can go out very quickly. So it's balancing, balancing both and balancing those within us, no matter how we identify in gender, we have both. Sometimes we just dance a little more frequently in one than the other. So once again, I'm going to invite, hmm, taking a breath, 
plugging into the body, acknowledging this journey of orgasm, of energetic orgasm, a little bit that we talked about physical body, energy bodies, the delights of orgasm, the delights of ejaculation. We've explored some of these topics in more detail in some past shows. So check out my radio podcast on my SoundCloud or on my website. And really let yourself feel into opening the body in a way that feels good without forcing, which might mean there's some stuff that wants to be heard. Mm, So let's explore that a little bit. First, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie has a detailed website. You can find radio podcasts, videocasts, and and free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing lists, sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Leslie offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Skype or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. There are also a couple of options for home study practices. Sacred sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. And reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements. More information at the website. Also, if you'd like If you like what you heard today and want more, there's now a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. See all details there again at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love. And let's settle in, breathe, feel our bodies, the very topic of today, getting into our bodies, qualities of energetic orgasm. To me, keys are, can we listen to the body and allow? It's not about forcing. It's not about, you know, grasping. Instead, can we meet and open and listen and allow the innate nature of ecstatic currents around us to be in our bodies and acknowledge the places in which we bump up against edges in that. Because we can't just sweep those under the rug or fight them. We can, though, meet them, listen to them, give them space to be heard, unwind them, so we don't have to carry 
pain associated with actions from those others in our past. Ah, or even things that we don't even know how to name. We're just carrying them in some way to maybe be the gift of the catalyst to let them be healed, moved, cleared. I believe we're doing this at an ancestral level. Many of us are working with stuff that's not just from us from this lifetime. Yes, that. And it's stuff that's the whole field of awareness around sexuality on the planet. There's so much there. And each of us, as we meet and just unwind in our own journey, we're making a shift for the planet. We're making a shift and a change as we then vibrate differently with other people and they feel that difference. And then there's a shift for them. And then there's a shift in the, in the energy on the planet. It really is, I believe, quite profound, the work we can do personally for ourselves as a path of changing the world. If we think that, you know, we're supposed to just do all these things for others, and sure, we can feel that calling of being of service. Don't get me wrong with that. If we think it's only about, well, I have to do this thing for somebody else or be the healer or be the, be the guide, that if we do that without acknowledging our own journey and meet our own experiences of what we need to learn and unwind in our own bodies, I think we're kind of fooling ourselves and not being of the greatest service. I I believe in my journey, my greatest path of service has been through my own journey of healing and the things I've learned from those I've interacted with, whether those are beings that have been clients of mine or beings that have been teachers of mine. I learn from everybody, sometimes the ways that are kind of hard and yet, wow, it's profound And I I do my best to acknowledge the lessons that I learn, even the ones that feel really crunchy and uncomfortable. And those who are seeking and feel that call, like when you're feeling that call into this powerful path of sacred sexuality, whether that's as a, uh, your own journey, your own personal journey, or as a path of being a healer, a guide, a teacher, I invite yay. Good for you for acknowledging it is a hard Thing to acknowledge and notice in ourselves like hard meaning it may be really clear but feel edgy to do it may be like I have to but oh what, do I, what am I supposed to do to give yourself permission to acknowledge it and to really humbly go into your own work with your own path of your own sexual healing that that is your way of seeing how you are a gift to others So in that, I invite, take a breath, feel in your body, feel your belly, feel and notice your connection with the earth. Beloved Mother Earth, thank you. Thank you, thank you for helping me connect my womb to your womb. Thank you for helping me see and feel and feel all the feels meet the energy. Thank you, thank you. Breath too. 
acknowledge that connection with earth as well as acknowledge mm, connection with sky, with father, with heaven, with universe, mystery, divine, however you relate to that divine above what I'll call divine sacred masculine, meaning divine sacred feminine within our being. And listen. Thank you, thank you, Earth. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you, fellow humans. Thank you, trees, sun, creatures. Ah. Acknowledging that how we learn and change and grow is profound as we meet and relate with experiences on the planet. Not just about reading a book. Let yourself meet and be with relating with the world. I invite reshaping our relationship with our bodies to one of playful curiosity instead of fear or mistrust and to hold that in our relatings with the world. Go out, ask a tree. Sit with a tree and ask it to teach you about love and open your heart to see what emerges. With deep gratitude, the divine light in these seas and honors, the divine light in all beings. We are all in this together and everything is going to be okay. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is also available for private sessions, and you can find more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.